Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Stag Jr. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. I know we're both very excited for the tastings this uh, this go-around. Uh, with me, of course, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing this week? Eh, not too bad. I can't complain. I mean... Tired of all, as much as I love winter, tired of all the fucking snow now. Yeah. So you love winter, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hot I, take. I'm just, I just personally like colder weather. I gotcha. Just, I'm a big fan of the cold weather for a number of reasons. No bugs, no mosquito bites. Yeah. Less uh, allergies. Yeah, less allergies. I still get some, ugh, unfortunately. But yeah, man, I, I get it. But I do, and I always tell Sarah, I love living in a place where there's multiple seasons, but Usually, once we hit the end of February, which we're not quite at, but we're, we're getting close. We're almost once there. Once we hit the end of February, I pretty much tap out. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm, yeah. I'm done with cold weather. Yeah. I like the cold weather, but once we get to March, I'm over it. Let's. It's time for spring. So, yeah, I'm, I'm over all the snow we keep getting. I got to work from home a few times this week, which was nice. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on that full time work from home train. Like, you know, half the country is right now. Yeah. Uh, but I did get to, um, to do it some Had this week because of the weather. Days. Yeah. We're, I'm, gra- I'm glad COVID's starting to kind of, uh, recede into the, into the horizon bit. a little bit. We're seeing numbers down by almost half in some places. And we've got new rest or restaurants that we love that were closed because of COVID now reopening. And, yeah. uh, we, you and I have yeah. both already both made trips. D- different times. Uh, I, w- I know I was messing with you uh, last night, the one that we both really like, uh, Senate. Yeah, they're, they're, I, we, we I go, go to the Blue Ash location mostly. Yeah, I ended up going there, yeah, to that Blue Ash location, because I don't think their OTR location is open yet. Uh, I thought it was. No, I was just messing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just to see what reaction I'd get out of you. But uh, no, it's they're reopened, so I went last night. I'm like, I can't wait. I got to do it. Um, I tried to go during lunch yesterday yeah. and I called ahead, even though I, I all day was getting my hopes up, was getting all excited. I invited three different people out I, who I work with to go to Senate with me for lunch. None of them went wanted to go, which good thing. None of them agreed to it because they weren't open for lunch. They didn't yeah. open until four yesterday. But, uh, you were saying, Hey, hey after we record this week's podcast, why don't we head over to, to Senate? I was like, well, you I already stopped by. For, <laughs> I already stopped by for lunch. Cause yeah. uh, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that was, it's nice that they're reopened, and they always have, you know, usually have a decent selection of bourbons that they'll they do get. We I missed out on their Victor's tenure the one time. Yeah, we, one waited, time. we waited one day too late. You know, I uh, went there on Friday for lunch, during, you know, during work, and I didn't get it. A, I didn't get the Victor's ten because, well, you know, I was working. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, and I didn't want to go back later that day. I was like, we'll go on Saturday, Andy, and then we went on Saturday, and someone had nope, killed it. Killed it on Friday it. night. I went to when I went today. They had an Elijah Craig eighteen year that tasted yeah. like it tasted like heaven. <laughs> I can imagine it was amazing. Of course, not so amazing when you get the bill, but <laughs> nope, it was about forty dollars a pour. Yeah, so uh, brutal, but uh, you know, Second lovely most stuff. Expensive pour we, they have. We've gotten some. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we've Only had behind some, Pappy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we've also locked down some pretty uh, you know great bottles over the last couple of days. Oh yeah, we're obviously doing Stag or the last couple of weeks. Really, we're doing Stag Junior today. We just copped a bottle of uh, E. H. Taylor that I'm really excited about. We're gonna have yeah. a. We don't. We haven't planned it out yet, but we'll have an E. H. Taylor episode coming your guys' way sometime soon. Coming soon. Um, yeah, we're really excited. Things are going great. Yeah, it's always good to see. 
Awesome, Andy. All right, why don't we jump right on in? Tell every tell the folks out there everything they need to know about Stag Junior. So, basically, this is a brand. Again, it's another brand. It's another Buffalo Trace product. Um, before, well, and while I talk about it, John's pouring us up um, a couple glasses of it. But it's another, like I said, it's another Buffalo Trace product. Uh, one of their newest, I think if not their newest one that they've begun to offer, at least in their bourbon line um, that they do because they uh, I've, they wanted to make it kind of as a younger brother, if you will, to their George T. Stag, which is in the BTAC line um, that they offer, which that one's, I think, a, I think they said it was like a seven to ten years. Both, both products are no, non-age statement, but I think um, both are around seven to ten-ish years, oh, yeah. if I have my dates correct. Cheers, Cheers. sir. Yeah. Um, both are uncut and unfiltered products, more or less at around barrel strength. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. They're both around 100. Get a, get a drink of that, Andy. Yeah. They're, uh, while Stag Jr. is at about, typically, depending on which... Um, batch release that they have typically runs around 130 proof yep this bottle we got here uh we we're actually looking at 165.1 percent by alcohol by volume 130.2 proof Woo, buddy yeah it's strong you know it when you get a drink of this you know that it's strong oh yeah you can taste it and then but it's uh but it is delicious for the price for the taste i actually was leaving work yesterday and someone asked me what i got had going on this weekend i was like i'm recording a bourbon podcast yeah what bourbon? Oh, Stag Junior. They really—they're not a bourbon enthusiast. Didn't really know it. I was like, get, get this. It's 130 proof. And the guy was like, is that even legal? I'm like, technically, yeah, yeah. it's illegal. But it is—it's um, strong. It'll knock. Yeah. This uh, this young buck will knock you on your ass if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. So you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> yeah, Slight, slightly lower proof, uh, just narrowly than what they actually have with the George T. Stag, which is 140 proof. Ooh, that'll really get yeah. you going then. So they really get you going on both. They'll get you there. Um, and of course, no, again, following Buffalo Trace Sazerac, um, tradition, like I was saying, no age statement and no disclosed mash bill. I think this, I think though, this might be their, if I had to venture a guess, probably one of their mash bill one or two. Okay. Maybe mash bill two, but I could be entirely wrong in that. If anybody knows, uh, let us know in the comments or anything. Absolutely. Looks like you said here that uh, you mentioned here that uh, it was actually named after the Master Distiller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So both both of them, um, the Stag Junior and George C. Stag, are named after again one of their like their never ending Buffalo Trace's never ending litany of like famous and historic uh, Master Distillers, uh, George T. Stag, and actually came out. The Stag Jr. at least, I don't know when Stag came out, but Stag Jr. came out in 2013 and has had, I want to say, about 15 or 16 different releases, batch releases so far as of February 2021. I think it's 15. Uh, but Stag Jr. follows actually one of their uh, other famed master distillers, Colonel E.H. Taylor, of mm. which, of course, they have another bourbon named after him as well as we were discussing actually right. a couple different ones but another line uh and he 
Stag, uh, George Stagg was born in about 1835 and actually ended up serving in the Union Army during the Civil War. And after, of course, his service was up in the war, he and his family ended up moving to St. Louis, where he originally began in the bourbon industry, only uh, basically selling barrels and bottles of, well, what was then OFC Distilleries bourbon, which, of course, later becoming now Buffalo Trace. It's interesting, of course, that someone who's so well known for being a distiller of bourbon was fighting for the North and was not even in Kentucky early yeah. on in his life. And that was, of course, I'm sure fighting in the Civil War is a huge experience for him. But, yeah. of course, um, he, he sounds like he was there in Missouri uh, yeah, yeah. before, you know, really getting into the bourbon business. And, of course, Missouri fought, fought for the North. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, that is totally true. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of he, he really didn't start out early on in the bourbon industry, but then kind of fell, the opportunity fell into his plate, like I was saying earlier, and he took it up. And, of course, primarily or solely only selling OFC distillery um, bourbons, he began in St. Louis, began to develop this really, really great relationship with, as I was saying, then-master distiller um, A.H. Taylor Jr. And, and I think after, actually at some point ended up then joining Buffalo Trace and working under Taylor. Uh, although eventually, of course, um, he, him and Taylor ended up having disagreements, I think, over how they wanted to take the brand, the OFC Buffalo Trace brand at the time, like where they wanted, what direction they wanted to take it hmm. and their vision for the distillery. So Taylor... I think ended up retiring and he just bought uh stag just ended up buying out Taylor's stake in the distillery to become master distiller and just run it all himself. Uh, and then of course, eventually I think stag ended up dying in the 1890s or early 1900s. Uh, which, or actually no, I think he ended up dying in 1898 or 1899. I think if I have my dates, correct. And after his death, the distillery was actually rechristened um, the Stag. I think the Stag Distillery was what they named it in nineteen, like one or two years after his death in nineteen hundred, at the turn of the century. There, and of course, as as is tradition, they've always had very very good bourbon products that they sell there at Buffalo Trace. Uh, of course, Historic as being one of only like a half dozen or so brands that got a medical license to sell Berman during Prohibition. And it wasn't until about the turn of the 21st century that they actually came out with the George C. Stagg name and Berman product. Uh, obviously, as I said earlier, it was originally, only, or still actually only is a part of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. That's the only way you're going to find that one. But then, like a dozen or so years later, they ended up actually then coming out with that second Stag Jr. product. And do you know which batch the bottle that you got is? I mean, I would imagine it's probably batch 15, the 
most recent batch, but Let's, I don't think the bottle says. The bottle might not say. I would imagine it is the most recent one, especially if they're not <laughs> listing an actual, you know, batch number, barrel number. Yeah. yeah okay. Not, it's not. It's not showing it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's pro. It's probably. Yeah. So of course they don't say it, but I have to venture a guess. It's probably batch fifteen, most recent batch, because you got that in about. December or Jan? No, January. The stack junior. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it early January. Yeah. So, and of course, it's a good product. Uh, uncut and unfiltered. Both products are. Yep. So they don't cut it with any. Like I said, it's pretty much. They don't cut it. They don't with any water to try and proof it down, um, and they don't filter it to try and get any of the what what some people could perceive as um poor minerals or anything like that out of it they don't uh, they don't filter that try and filter that stuff out so it's going to be strong proof strong flavor strong everything about it yep it's strong all the way through absolutely yeah and i i mean even though it's very very high proof i think it's very good product very smooth for how powerful it is yeah. i would say just off my experience i've never done like an official tasting of it um but yeah it's it's yeah, pretty much all you could ask for in a a, a bourbon this strong, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's something, of course. You know, it's, it's again, it's a product. I've seen most people like batch twelve and batch thirteen. I think the most. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to find one of those ones bottles yet. Right. <clears throat> but it's still good. <clears throat> absolutely. No matter what. Uh, Alrighty, what do you think? Are we ready to jump right into the uh, to the tasting notes here? I think it's about that time, yeah. All right, we folks. Probably start if you are lucky, blessed, uh, fortunate, whatever it is, um, hardworking enough to get your hands on a, whatever it may be, a bottle well, of Stag Junior. Pour yourself a glass here, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, jump into right into the tastings. All right, folks. Now that we have ourselves poured a glass of the uh, Stag Junior, of course, this is the one hundred and thirty point two proof. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump right in. We're going to, of course, start with the, the nose as always. I mean, straight up, you get a very somewhat light oaky barrel note in there, but very strong. I'm getting a lot of oak, actually. Yeah, like strong, hot on the nose. We're still getting some sweetness, like a brown yeah. sugary type sweetness. Yeah, something kind of like that in there. But, I mean, the proof definitely cuts through for me no matter what on the nose. You absolutely notice. It's very rich, but it's very sharp at the same time. Kind of yeah. like you get the flavor and then it's, it cuts a little bit. And you you can tell based just on the smell, of course, that this is a very strong uh, alcohol. I get a bit, of, like a bit of like a lighter dark chocolate or a darker like milk chocolate kind okay. of. Maybe, like maybe with some of that brown sugar or something like that caramel Absol- note absolutely. in it i'm getting a lot of i'm getting some maple a little bit of maple leaf flavor as well it's eh. not it's very very light kind of yeah. on the back end but yeah a bit of maple all right no. folks let's uh give it a taste it's very powerful yeah yeah um i'm getting a lot of i'm getting a lot of the sugar the i'm getting a lot of um like oaky maple in the taste as well, but I'm getting yeah. a lot of brown sugar as well. That sh- I think that sh- I'm getting that mapley like syrup brown sugar mix kind of with the sweetness, and then I'm getting like that. It kind of tastes like a, a maple lot. candy. 
That's exactly. been like aged in an oak barrel or something. Exactly, exactly. It's like a syrupy maple candy, like with some brown sugar hints, and you're and you're gonna get some oak in it as well. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna try something here. I'm gonna. Andy's mixing it up. He's cutting I'm it. Cutting it with a bit of water here. See what happens. He's um, cutting it. It's definitely. You can already see a little change there in in the color. Yeah. It's a molasses color. It's slightly lightened up there, of course, with the yeah. water. Gets a little bit lighter. A little there. too strong for you, Andy. Why? Why are you cutting it? What's, what's your? What's I, what I want. Well, what I'm trying to see is if there's any other, like cutting it with a bit of water. If there's anything else, if I get anything else, the other in flavors. Terms of flavors there. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. A little bit of like a darker fruit, like a plum. Yep. Um, to me. With yeah, absolutely. With the I get a lot of similar with the palate. I feel like it's very consistent across. The nose, the palate, the finish. I feel like it's very yeah. consistent. I'm getting a lot of similar flavors and scents throughout the entire, um, you know, the, the sipping yeah. and drinking experience here, the tasting. Again, with the with the finish, I'm, I'm getting a lot of sugary, a lot of sugary oak. It's like a sweetness with that oak. Um, those are the two flavors I'm really noticing that um, kind of, you know, that that mapley sweetness with the oak. Um, I'm really getting a lot of that. It's a it's very long lasting, a uh, really long lasting finish. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I agree with you on that. It sticks but, with you for sure. Yeah, probably because it's so sh- it's so sharp at the end there with, with with of course which is natural to come along with such a powerful uh, high alcohol content whiskey. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this one is not for the faint of heart. Again, yeah. for the proof, very very delicious. But uh, it's 130 proof, and it lets you know it absolutely. Oh wow! Shoot. Even when I cut it, like on the palate, I get a little bit, like a little bit of a leathery note now in it, a little bit of like a spicy pepper note too on it, hmm. a bit. Um, I get some spicy pepperiness in the aftertaste. Yeah, yeah, on the aftertaste, that's where I get it. And maybe that's just the proof, but it, it definitely gives a little, opens up a little bit more. Absolutely. If, if you cut it. All right, Andy, you want to give any uh, quick final thoughts here on Stag Jr.? Uh, this one's not for the faint of heart to try. It's definitely something that you probably shouldn't start out trying to drink this just because right. of the proof. Um, it's something you want to work your way into being able to drink. Uh, and I don't think it's light for the light of wallet either. Cause how much did it, uh, this run you? Yeah. $50. This 50. is a $50 bottle. Okay. So kind of fairly average price. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't complain with the price that I paid, especially with you're looking at the proof and you're looking at the quality. Actually, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, it probably was about sixty dollars. Okay. But yeah. yeah, but I still don't. I have no regrets at all. Oh no, definitely not. I, there are bottles that I regret buying. There are bottles I regret not buying. This is not on either of those lists. Yeah. Well, that's good enough. All right, folks. Uh, that's it from us here this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts. Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, we're at all of them. Uh, you can subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. Share it on social media. Let your friends know. We really are trying to, trying to do some great things here, and uh, we're really excited about it. Follow us on our Instagram account. We're going to yep. really start stepping up content on our Facebook as well. Uh, and we really appreciate all your guys' support. And any feedback, positive or negative, on all the podcast platforms or reaching out to us directly, we, of course, appreciate oh, all yeah. of it, as long as it, of course, is constructive. Uh, have a great weekend all of you or i should say have a great weekend have a great week pour yourself another whiskey and don't worry america we'll be here to drink with you next week